Welcome to Creatives. This is Ken Lennox. I'm going to change the context of this podcast. I haven't done anything for a while. I'm sure, that, I'm sure and I hope that you listen to the other ones. We had, I don't know, 70, 70 episodes, I think, talking about creativity. And I, this is a segue, and I think it's an important segue, because people who are creative... I'll make a broad statement, tend to see or experience high strangeness. Everyone I've talked to in my long life tells stories of things that happened to them. And to that, I'm going to have a conversation with you about high strangeness. I wrote a book called Truthful Tall Tales. It's a story of, a, of an improbable life, but ordinary life. The book is available at Barnes and Noble, and most anywhere you can buy ebooks. It's Truthful Tall Tales by Ken Lennick, and it deals with all the events that have happened to me from the time I was born until now that have high strange quality to them that can't be explained. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the original preface of this book that was much edited down to put the final ebook up. But I wanted you to be able to hear what I wrote originally for the book in terms of a preface. Every story has a beginning. This is the beginning of this story, a truthful tall tale of an improbable life. A life in so many ways still quite ordinary. To that point, this is not an autobiography, but a light cast on parts of a life colored by high strangeness. We have been taught that we are born and live until the day we leave into a mysterious darkness. We learn that the world is ordered, and where it is not, we must attempt to make it so in our minds. We learn that we can be assured that those who rule have our best interest in heart, that the world is fair, that everything is known or it will be known, and that there is or will be a scientific or religious narrative that explains everything. Every intelligent, enlightened person knows better than to believe in magic, demons, ghosts, or hidden creatures. The earth is 6,000 years old. We are the apex of creation. It is delusion to believe that there is intelligent life elsewhere in the vast universe or that these intelligent others are visiting Earth. Well, the truth is perhaps much different, perhaps very different. Then the truth has, is supposed to be objective. It is if you can find it. The agreed upon and the sanctioned truth is the problem. If you haven't noticed the sanctioned truth in many levels, is unraveling. Rock-solid disciplines are being questioned, even by those within, those committed to those very disciplines. The more science discovers, the more questions arise. The solid ground below us is beginning to crumble away. Ruins of ancient cities far older than we have been taught are being discovered under hills, under the sand, and under deep ocean waters. Miles of ancient copper mines in the Great Lakeshore 
in Michigan with millions of tons of copper removed and no clues to where that metal ore went or who did the mining. Monolithic ruins in the U.S. write our view of history on the North American continent. Giants' bones are being found in caves and tombs all over the world. Skeletons with six digits on hands and feet, as the brothers of Goliath possessed. 2 Samuel 21, 15, Is Genesis meant to be taken literally? The unruly truth is beginning to intrude in disturbing ways on our ordinary lives. What is labeled scientific reason seems to be more theology, where certain precepts cannot be challenged, lest honest scientific researchers risk being sanctioned and excommunicate, resulting in dire possibility of punitive reaction and the fear of losing funding or employment. This is not meant to be a taunting book, one that disavows or questions the principles and beliefs of our scientific and educational institutions nor the cultural bedrock truths of society. I write it to cast a light on something now in the shadows. There are good people out there doing honest discovery and authentic research. The conclusions drawn from honest research are often unsettling and eye-opening, and more importantly, resisted and vilified at all costs by the media talking heads and the rigid high priests of the established order. These books are available. Those video lectures are available. I suggest you look up David Wilcox, Tom DeLonge, David Icke, Billy Meyer, L.A. Mazzulli, Stanton Freeman, Linda Moulton Howe, Dr. Carl Turner, Jim Mars, Richard Dolan, Dr. Stephen Greer, Dr. David Hatcher, Childress, Richard C. Hoagland, and all. You can say that they are delusional, that they are liars, having gone way off the deep end, dishonestly spreading a false narrative or, or even a fraction of what they prepare a fraction of what they profess is true. Then where are we? Where go our anchors to reality? Cognitive dissonance is a real condition, and there are more people with that condition than you would believe. The book is truthful narrative, and I and I have discovered along the long road of my life a narrative not unlike many thousands of others. Tales hidden or secreted away told only as bedtime stories, ghostly fireside stories, or the rambling of a broken people sitting at a late-night bar stool. What of all those people who go to their graves keeping powerful secrets? This is the stuff of some very entertaining YouTube videos, books, and lectures, where one can sit comfortably on a recliner and read or watch safely uninvolved. If the real and mind-bending experiences of people are vilified and discredited, because the fact of their experiences refuses to sit nicely in the current scientific or religious paradigm, then the experiencer must find a way to live in what they see as mundane world. Doing so is psychologically difficult, tearing apart families, ruining health, interfering with the ability of many to make a living, and isolating the experiencer from the rest of society. The fear, pain, and anxiety of knowing the why me of an experience will certainly take its toll. It does no good for the so-called experts and chroniclers to effort at filtering, defining, or censoring such events into a neat and tidy category, excluding their lab subjects having witnessed others just as strange events. How entertaining was the scene in Encounters of the Third Kind, wherein the old guy, the old witness of the table, says loudly that he also saw Bigfoot. That scene was meant to be funny, and was deliberate in separating witnesses as credible 
and not credible. That is the same tactics, deniability, and manipulation that authorities have always employed. It's not scientific nor honest to discount different experiences of coming from an individual with such perceptive ability. Perhaps the man did see a Bigfoot, and the size of its foot was merely coloration to improve the story. Perhaps it's worldwide PTSD. The world during World War II was made to look into the darkness, and it frightened us down to our DNA. That trauma makes the idea of something beyond something strange, something outside the norm, too much in which to cope. The protection and enforcement of a safe and consistent norm have become institutional, and some would argue necessary. Are these unusual events happening all the time, and most of us are unaware, or at a deeper level refuse to see? Author Jake Valley in his book Passport to Patagonia posits that all the odd and unexplainable events in the modern world are the same in a different guise as what had been experienced in the ancient world. Are the fairy folks and the greys of the same root source manifested in a visage appropriate to culture at the time they are witnessed? It is only interesting that the authorities of every epoch of human history so diligent in their zeal for denial, protecting and enforcing a consistent worldview, rather than allowing the inclusion of alternative perceptions. Does trauma influence people's perceptions? Does the dark intrude into the light? A more cynical thought is that it has always been the desire of the ruling class to keep the ordinary folks ignorant and compliant. A real honest inquiry would be to study not only the event, but each experience's ability to witness perceive those events of high strangeness, regardless if the talking head guardians or the status quo believe they are credible. It is a societal perception of normal reality that is in question. How easy to put the analysis in one box, give it a shake, pass it through a plethora of extremely well-educated and indoctrinated folks, and shake it out what fits and what doesn't. Truth by committee is a manufactured convenience as our world now reveals, the established and agreed-on natural order is then maintained as to the experiencers. They have more trouble. They are left up-ended with often broken lives. Should they persist in telling their tall tales and an attempt at silencing may ensue, I will let the reader's imagination determine the sinister deeds some of this come with this option. I make the case that I will do in telling of these truthful tall tales that the experiences of unremarkable people doing their best each and every day to integrate their experiences into their lives have had not one high strange event to worry about, but many such events throughout their lives. The uncomfortable fact of telling or writing such events is perilous at worst and isolating at best. There is a truth. Studying these events will not get you to it. I would venture that studying the witness may get you closer. There is, of course, a problem. Unless the ones studying the witness are experiencers themselves, cannot come to the truth. The lens they look through is already clouded by an already well-established worldview. To those researchers that are transformed by what they find, I tip my hat. And so I write this, even being a man of faith, as an acknowledged that high strangeness is real and extra normal as a part of the creator's intention. The ability to perceive these events has activated so many of us for a reason. Do I know what that reason is? No, I do not. 
any more than any human can now know. But to all diligent and honest folk who are trying to make sense of it all, I write this story to say hello. There it is. That did not show up in the book. All the people I talked to when this is being edited, they suggested that it was too long-winded and had uh, wasn't pointed enough, I suppose. To just And their idea was just tell the story that's in the book. I thought it was important to let you know that so you could have your point of view explained. And I would really appreciate any emails to me um, about your high strangeness. I think it would be incredible. I'll read them online. I think it would be important that people begin to see and hear how many people have these high strange events. I look forward to reading them.